It's Reading Aloud. My name is Nate Cordry. I host the show, and today is a book club episode. We're not talking about um, Sylvia Plath's The Bell Jar, which we did a couple weeks ago. We're not talking about, uh, what was the last book that we talked about? What was that? Geek Love, which was a great yeah. book, okay. book that I enjoyed. Uh, we're talking about Emma Klein's The Girls, which is her literary debut. She's a 25-year-old young lady who decided to write about... Alison Becker is already upset. 25. Yeah, no, I'm just like Hands upset with air. my own life. Yeah, that yeah, I yeah. I didn't write yeah. a book at 25. I think it's yeah. understandable it's that she's I've totally, like, of course she's 25. <laughs> <laughs> we have Out four, of the gate. We have four <laughs> guests here. We have two men and two women. I think everyone's been here except Allison. Have you been? I've never been here. I was supposed to be here and then got... Got called away. Oh well, let's introduce our introduce our first first time book clubbers. Uh, Seth Morris is here. Hi, Seth. Hi. Uh, thanks for doing the book club. I'm psyched to be here. Have you? Are you like a typical reader? Are you in any other book clubs? Or is I'm this not in any other book clubs, but I'm I'm like a you know book a month. Yeah. Oh wow. Was this a strange? Does this not sort of fit into your usual reads? It does in that it's like a it's like an entertain. I usually read novels type of things. You don't read a lot of uh, nonfiction. I d- I, I, know, I don't finish a lot of nonfiction. Same here. <laughs> I, I have a lot of nonfiction I, yeah. that I dabble. Yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a hundred pages in and yeah. I don't want to continue. But I like like just kind of like yeah. I'm reading this book right now that's like history of Dickens London and it's just like you can read like five pages at a time every four months. And be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like a giant New Yorker, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you but can yeah. really sort of take your time with it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome. Thanks. I'm psyched to be here. Uh, Allison Pill is here for the first time. Welcome, yes. Allison. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Um, you are an avid reader. Yes. And was this was, I think I, when I asked you to join the book club, this was already on your summer list. This definitely was. It's been reviewed. It's a yeah. young female author. The book club that I am also a part of is Lady Writers, ra- Ladies oh, cool. Reading. Um, ladies and for Ladies. Ladies for Ladies mm-hmm. book club. And, um, and so this definitely would have been a book that I picked up. I'm also, I mean, there's Manson Family. There's you know yeah. young female sexuality, which I feel like is starting to be explored in a really interesting way. So this was definitely something that I would would have picked up anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you reading right now? After you put this down, um, I I am reading Sapiens, the Yuval Noah Hariri. Speaking of nonfiction, it will blow your mind. I don't know what that is? What is it's that? The, it's the history of Homo sapiens, oh, cool. and it's so shocking how concurrent like Homo Homo erectus for two million years in Asia. I mean, you know about the Neanderthal Homo sapiens yeah. battle, you know, but it just goes into the history. It's sort of a companion, kind of more readable Guns, Germs, and Steel, or the first section of Guns, oh, Germs, yeah, and Steel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's excellent, and he's Whoa. Israeli, so he just doesn't. He just doesn't pull any punches. He's just like, what? What? This is the fucking truth. <laughs> yeah. Get on board. Yeah. And like humans, humanity is terrible and has been since the beginning. Fucking A. So it's fascinating. Yeah. Very different from this book. Yes. <laughs> Allison Becker is back. I'm back. Thank goodness. Oh, thank So glad everyone. you returned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you, uh, are, are you, what are you reading currently that, uh, or have you moved on to something um, after the girls? I haven't moved on to something else yet. I've been on a real feminist kick lately. I just finished, uh, A Room of One's Own and Lean In, which I read later than everyone else. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know if I'm going to continue that or, you know, I've actually mm. never read The Feminine Mystique, so I feel like I have to as a woman. Right. So yeah. I might Margaret that. Atwood. You should read, it. Yeah. um... You should read uh, *Handmaid's Tale* next. Fine. Yeah, you should. It's Stop like telling you, me what I know, to do. but I will because that's like such a good moment. Okay, okay, I will. I, but I've told that, that book is incredible. That's like her best book. Everyone loves. She that has book. so many. Re- she has so many best books, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She has Spoken nine like best a books. True feminist. <laughs> feminist Canadian, no less. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a multiplier. <laughs> you guys start pretty much feminist right from the beginning, right? Canadians are. Well, yeah, Margaret Atwood is our national author. Right. She's your state bird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nelson Franklin is also here. Welcome back, Nelson. Uh, A two- or three-time member of the uh, book club. Yeah. The Whites, Richard Mm -hmm. Price. Are you watching The Night Of, by the way? Oh, no. God, I got to watch that. Get on board for that fucking thing. It is real, real good. I do And it's written by Richard Price. Oh, it is? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, my God. So it's so fucking like the dialogue. It's just fucking ridiculous and awesome. What was his pen name on that book? 
Uh, oh fuck, uh, Brant something, something Brant. weird. <laughs> yeah, we had a long chat about why do you, why did he do that? Because it also says Richard Price on the book. Also, <laughs> yeah, it's so he has it's two authors on the cover. Yeah. It's like why, just yeah. choose one or the other. Mm-hmm. And it was very bizarre. But that book is amazing. Oh, the Whites, one of my favorites. Nice. Did you end up reading? Lush Life. Did yeah, you? I did. What'd you think? Great. I yeah, mean, I'm just great. I'm obsessed with that now. That whole that was a genre I didn't get into until we read the whites together. I looked like, down my nose at that genre. I was like, oh, rough yeah. cops in New York. I was like, ah, oh, fucking fuck it's you. Like, and then I was like, holy shit. Yeah. yeah, it was so fucking because it was real. I bought it. It wasn't like I always thought it was going to be bullshit noir, and I wouldn't be able to believe, and like nothing yeah. would be grounded. But it is. <laughs> everything is so fucking grounded. More like grounded. you can't pick up anything. Yeah. Um, anyway, the dial- his his ear for dialogue, and because sometimes it can be a little too too much. Yes, he's yes. very good at walking that line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I like that he pushes it. Like, yeah. you're like Whoa, is that? Yeah, that's what a hard scrabble yeah. cop would say. Yeah. Bleary eyed and drinking coffee at four in the morning when he's trying to you know sort evidence, whatever the fuck he's doing. Um, Nelson, have you moved on to anything else? Or have, uh, uh, yeah, I've been reading the. Um, Sick in the Head, which is that Judd Apatow. Mm. Uh, oh, like, yeah. Um, it's like a collection Who's of Judd his. Apatow? He, uh, he's a guy who works in uh, Hollywood, California. Oh, okay. And he makes uh, lengthy movies. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> well said. Uh, That's excellent. about it. Yeah. No, it's a good. It's like it's all just a collection of interviews he's conducted. He was like a 12-year-old. It's crazy. Yeah. He like, interviewed all these people like Seinfeld when he was 15. Wow. It's very strange. Yeah. Wow. So bizarre. So that's another one you can just sort of pick up and put down whenever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poop, a poop book. <laughs> yeah, that's Not, right. not yeah. that it's made out of poop, but no. like you read it while you're Yeah, it's exactly, a book. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sam Kiefer is here as Hi, always. Hey, Sam. Hey, everybody. Thank uh, you. Did you read this one? I did. Uh, I did read well, let's this start, one let's start with you. Um, an overall take on, uh, on the girls. Uh, How are you feeling? It's a book. It is a real book. <laughs> it is a book. I don't know, man. A lot of filler in here. Is, I feel like this is It's pretty, I don't know, it's what I thought it would be. It's someone had an idea of, like, what if I wrote about the Manson murders, and then you have to fill it in with something you made up. Oh, man, a lot shit. Of, <laughs> wow. You got to f- pick some stuff. I mean, some of it was great, and then there was just large chunks of just filler. Yeah. A lot of nougat. You feel like it took impossibly long to get to some like legitimate substance yeah exactly or did you think which it, and then it, I didn't feel it paid off at the end it's yeah. very close to the end where you go oh alright so I thought this was yeah. gonna well, be well maybe we can begin with the end we can talk about all of it but mm. one of the things that I was confused of was I was like what am I supposed to be left with with mm, this right, book right. what is the message that Emma Klein is trying to send to us is this a book is this a book about how Certain young women can fall through the cracks and um, and get taken advantage of at a certain age. Is it about is it about female friendship? Like, is the book really about her and Suzanne? Is that what this story is about? But but then at the very end, she throws in the final three pages of her walking on the beach and being freaked out by someone she doesn't need to be freaked out by. Yeah, but and that's... so you're left with like, so is this story really about like? That you can't. That when you suffer this kind of trauma, certain people are never able to let go of it. Like, what? 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 Here's what I think. Okay, first of all, let me preface this by saying, if you haven't heard me on this podcast before, I love to hate fuck books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to hate on books. Get up in there. This book, I think, was the best book I have read in years. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Uh, I wow. thought the writing was this book? fucking brilliant. Oh, I can't fucking oh, wait. She, and let me just tell you that I do not, like, I hate on books. This was so well crafted, and the sentence, every, everything about it, and I will say this. Uh-huh. I, I think the story of the cult and the murders was background. Yes, and I think that's, that's why you were, were waiting for it. Yeah. But this was this, the way she describes women and the fear that women have with just and the bullshit we have to put up with just dealing with men on a daily mm-hmm. fucking basis. Mm-hmm. And the way she describes it in this beautiful poetic language. I was there were passages that I read in this book sometimes seven times in a row mm. because I was like, I have never read something that beautifully written. I cannot not believe she is only 25. Yeah. I thought it agree. It is the best book I've read in years. And Allison, I know fucking you're pissed at me right now. Uh, but I fucking love it. I'm so glad. Um, this is wonderful. Yeah. Allison Pill, your response to everything that Allison Becker just said. My response is the following. I was so <laughs> I was so ready to love this book and feel amazed at this woman's writing. And in the beginning, 
I was. I was so enjoying this description of 14-year-old sexuality, which is 14-year-old being because nothing is asexual when you are 14. When you are a Mm. girl or a boy, nothing is not sexual. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. friendship is sexual. Your mother is like all of these. Everything is filtered through this Mm. sexual filter. I love some of these lines. I love this line. I took her beauty personally. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is just something. And then, but then by the end, when there had been so little payoff to so many of these introductions to these people, to what I was supposed to be feeling by the mm. end, these turns of phrase made me angry. Yes. Such as, I saw a new harshness in her face, a blood blister under a fingernail. Yes, <laughs> right, right. What? What does that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. mean? Yes. What does that phrase mean? I'm sorry, that doesn't call up anything She's for me. The physicalization of her inner turmoil, I'm assuming, I mean, but, 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 but it's just, it's not, it's not a great phrase. I mean, and, and this stuff that seemed so nice and fresh in the beginning by the end had turned and I was left kind of empty and annoyed. I laughed yeah. at a couple of her phrases yeah. at the end. There's a, uh, on page 343 where they, it says, uh, next week we would go to the aquarium and watched the jellyfish gape and parry in their illuminated tanks, suspended in the water like delicate uh, handkerchiefs. I underline that as a beautifully Fuck written. You. That Amazing. Is beautifully Amazing. Written. I, wrote, I wrote, boo, <laughs> yeah. in my book. Oh, but it's so beautifully written, and it, it just comes. Oh, it's written by like a. Nope. Like a what? Like a 25-year-old. Yes, exactly. That's, written. That I, was I don't my understand take. how you're floored that she wrote this at 25. I'm like, exactly. Like, she wrote it. She's like, what are jellyfish? Handkerchiefs. Yeah. Tight. Go ahead, Seth. Uh, sorry, I think, sorry. I, think no, I fall somewhere in between. The, the, uh, I do too. The Allison's. Uh, I am the in Allison. the middle of the Allison's because <laughs> many because people I want found to be. A le- <laughs> a le- yeah, on a scale of one to Allison, <laughs> fall. Um, the, the the some of these sentences I love, and I thought I've never heard things described that way, and it was so great. Yes. but I felt like, and I think this is probably a young writer's thing. She fell so in love with the juiciness of her sentences that it, to me, it didn't build up to a big coherent novel. And that part of me wasn't sure if this was the point because it has this slow, creepy, ghosty vibe throughout. And I was like, is that this person who was, went through this trauma and she never snapped out of adolescence because her adolescence was was cut off in a way. But I don't, if that was the intent, I don't know if she brought it home in a strong enough way for me where it didn't feel like it was an accident that the writer conveyed that. Do you know what I mean? Can Mm -hmm. I ask you guys a question? Did you, and this is just a thing that I do, did you guys read like reviews of this and you knew how old she was going into it? Not going into it. I did going into it, but I didn't read a review. I didn't, I don't like to read. Because I didn't know anything except what you sent me where you were like, this is a book about a cult. And I was like, cool. So like, I I just find that I, I don't know. Yeah. Because then I don't go in with any preconceived expectations. Yeah, yeah. I I I was thinking about her being 25 as I was reading it, but it, there there weren't there were a couple of times when I thought, oh Jesus! I rolled my eyes at a bunch, and, and I want to read some of them, but also want to read some of those sentences that I did find powerful and moving. Yeah, but I also but I didn't think it was because she was 25. I just felt like right. she was like, I think a she needed a better editor yes. to like help yeah. her like. Big time. Because there's so much. I don't agree. Let me say this. <laughs> this is an example. I'm going to give you two examples. Mm-hmm. One is of something that I that I went what when she was. Um, this is page 321 after the trial. Uh, she's considering whether she would have killed someone or not. Only after the after the trial did things come into focus. That night, taking on the now familiar arc, every detail and blip made public. There are times I try to guess what part I might have played. What amount would belong to me? Um, so far, I'm in. It's easily, easiest to think I wouldn't have done anything, but I would have stopped them. My presence, the mooring that kept Suzanne in the human realm. That was the wish, the cogent parable. But there was another possibility that slouched along, insistent and unseen. And there, I want the sentence to end. But then she continues. The boogeyman under the bed. The snake at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's, a- I, I get like a boogeyman under the bed, but... W- <laughs> is there a famous story where there's a snake at the bottom of a flight of stairs that I didn't pick up on? It just seemed general. And I was like, oh, you had me. And I feel like really at the heart of it, it's her confidence. She doesn't have enough confidence that, because I think she's a very talented writer, but I think too many times for me, she went, oh, fuck, they're not going to get it. Right, right, I got to go another. a little bit further. And when she did that the 10th time, I got turned off. That didn't come through for me at all. I see what you're saying, but for me, I was just like, I just loved her metaphors and just the way she wrote her sentence fragments. And normally, sentence fragments annoy the fuck out of me. I'm like, where's your verb, bro? 
But mm. she, it was just like, yeah. I, I also, I was shocked to find out she was 25 because the, the way she writes, I'm almost 40, I'm 39. And the way she writes, oh, I know. <laughs> <talking like that. laughs> the way she writes about this middle-aged woman who's granted a little older than me and the, about her about her body and yes. just like the awareness yeah. and the, the relationship between you as an older woman and a young between a younger woman. And it's I was brutal. like, how does she know this? Right. Like, where is she getting this information but don't, from? Well, how come the, the, the protagonist, I feel like the protagonist didn't change that much. She had almost like, I mean, granted, you're still dealing with the internal dialogue of this person, right? But she seemed almost just as wise as a 40-year-old as she was as a kid to me. Yeah. Like, And I was surprised, like a person who was in the state that she was in, you know, she was of means. And yeah. I've known people who've gone through fucked up stuff and be, they, they have resources to um, contextualize it or whatever, and they become almost stronger for it. But this is somebody who grew up to just who she went on to become a house sitter and a yeah. and a personal aide. I didn't quite get. And again, maybe that's the point that she's a. I top think that was part of it off. because there's that passage the, in the end where she's like almost jealous of this, almost jealous that Suzanne got to like live in the glory of these yes. murders. Uh-huh. And yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's art. There's little hints at that too. Like when she says she's at boarding school and like these girls are fawning over this uh, uh, one of the girl's boy boyfriends died in Switzerland right. it's just like yes. a throwaway passage but that is a girl thing where you're yeah. like when you're young and even when you're older you you almost it sounds so dumb to say out loud but you pine for that suffering because sure, it's like mm-hmm. makes well, it gives you, you weight it gives you exactly yeah, exactly. yeah. and she just hit on that in a way that I guess what did it for me was there were so many thoughts like that that I have had as a woman that I'm almost ashamed to have. Mm -hmm. Because that's dumb. That's dumb to, like, wish for tragedy. That is something that I have done as a child. And she vocalized them, and I've never seen them vocalized before like that. And I was, like, impressed by that. That's the most impressive part of the book for me. It's just because I didn't – you have to frame it as just a book about adolescence and, and, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it is framed in the 60s. But also just – it's so insightful to talk about how kids grow up and how their parents affect them and how uh, – and the cult thing is just sort of like a background. Like I was annoyed when it was back to the cult. I was like, I kind of wish he was back at home so mm. I could learn more about suburban yeah, health yeah. that yeah. was huh. their life. Uh, but yes, and I felt the ending was weak in that she didn't – I guess it was like a pretty blatant metaphor that like her whole life is just about living in other people's shadows or whatever at the end. Yeah. But, it, you know, she would have learned something. Allison, like. did that would, last passage speak to you? What, with the guy on the beach? It was um, a little on the nose. I think, yeah, maybe. no. It was too on the nose. It was too on the nose. And it was also, you know, it was much more. I'm asking Allison because she's the only other woman. It was ever. much yeah, it was right. much more. There are things that she writes about womanhood and questioning. Um, there's a section that I want to read. And it does come into that sort of feeling of um, never feeling safe. In your own body, in Mm. yourself, in your thoughts, that nothing feels safe. Um, But I don't – that's such a general woman thing that her terror of this guy walking along was not specific enough for it to be an ending. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't like, oh, because she was – oh, but it's because of the cult (laughs) that (laughs) she's scared of the man. Like everybody's scared of the man, idiot. See, but that's what I thought it was. I didn't think it was because of the cult. Then don't make it your ending, friend. I thought it was (laughs) – I thought it was her saying – this is how easily I could have fallen in because it. I, I, this is how easily I could have I- identified with their hatred because I hated that guy who grabbed my crotch because I hated that Claude guy who gave me a ride and wanted some reciprocation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. could so easily. Little, yeah. And I think she was saying to readers, mm. like, because I've been in that situation where I have had people grab at me and I'm like, I would take a fucking lead pipe to that guy and I would not think twice about it if I had a lead pipe in my hand. Yeah. And, like, I think for me that's what it was. It was like... Uh, just a hey, see how close we come to being able to be violent. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, wait, yeah, what happened with Claude again? Because I was trying to think if there was any. It was a guy that she. I remember he was, he was a, a picked up by yeah. that grabs her, grabs her arm. Yeah, she's getting, the, she's getting out. Hitchhiking. That's hitchhiking, yeah. yeah. Oh, but he's, he's like, not the Berkeley student who no, turned no, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, no. Turns, turns him in. Claude was just a throwaway, and I was kind of like, why is this guy in here? But and he I, was very, but he, he was, was so well described as the guy who didn't have the courage to just fucking grab her and be like, exactly. hey, you want to, let's fucking do this, exactly. and I'm going to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the, the muscle to do that, so he tried in his own way, which is even more dangerous and manipulative, uh. to kind of like look at her and then say like, do you need any money? 
Uh, yeah. like right. just kind of just hinting, yes. just and also put, laying the, these blatant hints. And that wonderful sense she gets where she's like, I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These thoughts are in your head. Right. Nobody not thinking these thoughts would go, you shouldn't be out here alone. Do you right. need some help? Like nobody think nobody mm. nobody not thinking those thoughts would be this yeah, worried good. about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? There was like, a nice little respite from that from every man coming at her with uh, an agenda and to try to take advantage of her when she was she was walking somewhere, but she was at a truck stop, and there was a bunch of truckers yeah. walking past. And she and she pointed it out that they were all paternal. Yeah. Uh-huh. She could pick up, like, none of them were leering at her and wanted to fuck her. They were all just like, God, this poor lonely girl's on the, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And it was the one moment where you got a break from male as predator. I and think. I thought, but wasn't also the Berkeley student who drove her? He was. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he also okay, wasn't right. a predator. He was a nice guy. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Tom. It was interesting because yeah. everybody, every Sweet other guy was. Pretty disgusting and visually kind of gross too. I like the way she described that rock star guy. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, that that was that was such a horrifying scene. And that's a great. I mean, her description of some of these adolescent girl sexuality moments are so visceral to me. Yes, and there's amazing stuff in that. Yes, may I read? Please. Okay, this is page two eighty two. Feelings seemed completely unreliable, like faulty gibberish scraped from a Ouija board. My childhood visits to the family doctor were stressful events for that reason. He'd ask me gentle questions. How was I feeling? How would I describe the pain? Was it more sharp or more spread out? I'd just look at him with desperation. I needed to be told. That was the whole point Mm. of going to the doctor, Uh, to take mm -hmm. a test, be put through a machine that could comb my insides with radiated precision and tell me what the truth was. Yeah, it's a I great passage. passage. It's a great, but like there are those feelings of adolescent girlhood where you're like, "What is my power? I know it's a, I know it's in existence. It's in the ether. Men sort yes. of want me. This is something that is new. There's a newfound power here. What does it mean? The, I, That's interesting because I felt like that resonated just for. Me too. In general, me too. Um, I felt the same thing going to a doctor. Are you a professional? Help me, (laughs) help me, because I don't have the brain and the wisdom to fucking explain it myself. To to add on to your point, talking about female power and realizing that, my favorite scene I think in the book was when she seduced quote unquote her neighbor. Yeah, oh my God, I, that, was that was an, an amazing. Very, it was an sequence. unbelievable run. It was a great yeah. six seven pages, and I totally I saw everything yep. and, and the way that she she had. She, it's like a book about status, and I'm fucking fascinated by that shit yeah. and how it shifts and change and who has the status and when it changes and why. And her re- re- realizing for the first time, like this kid, he was ten or eleven. Eleven, 11. yeah, eleven, yeah, yeah. which is old a enough. Boner and she was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the, like the fact <laughs> yeah. that she sort of, I did um, that. I did that to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me that was the first time, and people have sort of compared this movie. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, this book, to I'm sure soon to be a movie, to the Virgin Suicides, and that scene specifically. I just, it's just like, I don't know if it was because the writing was similar, but the, the, in the, or maybe it was just the tone. But it was very Virgin Suicides to me, like knowing the power mm. over the boy. That they have, and and what they can, how they can take advantage of that power, and so it was fun to see her at both both ends of that spectrum. Yeah. I like that Emma Klein included both, yes, and the confusion of both, right? Um, and that felt real because it is you do as a woman often feel like you have no power, but then every once in a while you're like, oh, oh shit, I can well, give I this guy a boner. That with, with the Claude, the the hitchhiker guy. That's she's that right. That's yeah. towards the end where she, yeah. she's she's already pretty wise at this yeah, point. Yeah, she's in control. And I got the sense of like. This dude's not a fucking threat to her. She's street smart at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could fuck also, this dude up. It's yeah. also the power of groups. Yeah. yeah. She has the power of the mm. ranch behind mm-hmm. her by that point, mm-hmm. which when she's when she first loses everything in the beginning and she's just at loose ends and has nobody and has no power over anybody, including herself or her mother or her father or any you know anybody in her life. Yeah. And the like the thing of being part of a pack. As a human, I mean, as a human of any age is so, you're like, I have friends. Mm -hmm. You cannot hold me. You know, it's like this amazing thing of not being an individual is so, um, it it increases your power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she talks a lot about belonging and being part of them. Yeah. In a beautiful way. And she also talks about, the way she describes her parents, I was really Oh, yeah, I will will say, I really enjoyed her, uh, her mom. Oh, their relationship, their their uh, 
one of my favorite scenarios. I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Over the past decade, I've had five or six friends from home move out to California. And one of my favorite scenarios is they move out here, and I bump into them over time and watch as they shed all Wisconsinness. <laughs> yeah, like each yeah. time they move to Silver Lake, and each time I bump into them, like it's a little more. It's a little more like. Silver Lake, a little more yeah. gem on a necklace. Yeah. You a wearing a blouse? House of Intuition <laughs> yeah. visits and yeah, things. And a little mom. more telling me about how Mercury's in retrograde. And but each time when they tell me, there's a, a twinge of like, I never make fun of them because I can tell there's a, a in their eye a twinge of like, can you just let me have this? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. this is figuring it I'm out. Leaving. I'm trying to do something new. I know you remembered me to be this thing. I know you could easily go. What is this person? Can you just let me have this thing? I did really enjoy that. Up until she made her mom say, can you just let me have this? No. If she yeah. hadn't had your yeah. character. It's like when they say the name of the movie, she has her characters do that a lot where they're like, also this, like I think you said at the end, that she might as well have been like, I'm scared of this guy because of the cult. And you're like, you don't have to make them say, <laughs> yeah. I get it. I got yeah. it. I totally get I it. I love this. Sh- I feel like this doesn't get described too often in sort of young female adolescent point of view whether it's a movie or a book or whatever, the shy dad. That seemed... No. Oh, that happened? great. He's I, the true I, hero. I was like, he got one-on-one with her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even then, he was afraid of her. Yeah. And that was something that I hadn't... I'd always... I think if the typical dad is the overbearing dad, the yeah. like yeah. not will, uh, allowing his, uh, his daughter to become sexualized, overbearing, that's sort of like... Typical, but this was so real. How he was like, mm. I don't know how to talk to you, type thing. Yeah, I, I liked it. I wasn't sure how it furthered the story, and but I, it the, was unique to me. She I was knows like, oh, the that's girlfriend's gonna leave the dad. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. Yeah, a great, that's it was a great little pity, touch. Pity moment too, where she's like, I forget what the phrasing is, but the 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 girlfriend's on the phone and she's like, oh, you're gonna leave. Oh my yeah, because she's yeah. giggling. She's yeah, laughing she about knows, that. Yeah, she just what knows, it, yeah. like oh, this poor dad. Like yeah. When Evie sees her at the party and she's put on her mother's lipstick, oh yeah, is a is a yeah. wonderful little shade of status and power. Yep. Yeah. That this woman is smart enough to be like, I'm in this, I'm taking this woman's husband, and not only am I going to take her husband from her, uh, I'm going to take her lipstick. I'm going to take her fucking lipstick and physicalize. I'm going to be her. Yeah. I'm going to be her. Yeah. And and the fact that that Evie saw it and 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 checked it, and Emma Klein had the restraint. To not write the follow-up sentence. It yeah. was like a metaphor I, for what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry for that mom. I mean, I liked the way she was written. Totally, but I was yeah. like, oh, she was yeah. fucked up, and to me, she totally. she 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 was at that perfect. I did feel like this captured a lot of the times of like the oh, creepiness yeah, of the sixties going right. into the seventies. And for me, I'm I'm from right where this book is set, and like mm. the creepiness of of NorCal and the residue yeah, of this hippie stuff. But also when the stuff. drugs changed. You know, yeah, like yeah. when yeah. meth yes. happened. Yes, speed. Yeah. This book, if you learn anything from this book, if you start taking, sp- if you move yeah. from weed or shrooms Just to speed, stay with weed, you're going to cut a baby in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speed means baby murder. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. that's end of 60s, drugs got yeah. fucking scarier. Yeah. Yeah. People wanted to cut other people. I really like, you know, uh, every time I see like a kid with behavioral problems or a kid who's like an asshole, I'm always like, oh, those parents must suck or whatever. Uh-huh. But what the, the thing about this book is like, uh, it's so clear, like it was illuminating on what exactly a parent could do to be a bad parent. You know what I mean? Like mm. it was always just like sort of a vague thing. I'm like, oh, the parents must suck. But it's like, here's why a parent sucks. This thing they did and this thing they did and they didn't talk to this person. You know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's just like so inside. I wonder if she had... I mean, she probably had great parents or something, but, you know. You never I, know. Who knows? Uh, you know. Well, there's I, also that sense, too, and I don't know if it's just an adolescent thing or where adult, you realize, like, oh, I can't depend on adults right. for anything. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the um, who's the, the um, who ends up being the dad's girlfriend? I can't remember Tamar. her name. Tamara. Tamara. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. her, the boyfriend that she comes to the party with, like, he's a gross pig who goes, yes. I can't believe your dad. Like, yeah. he's yeah. just, like, violates this adult yes. kid thing. The mom does. Everybody yeah. kind of does. Everybody does. Which was interesting because I thought the mom's boyfriend who has a wife, he ends up kind of being okay. Like, yes. Yeah. He's a pig because he's married and he's manipulating the mom, but he's he he's trustworthy with the kid. He doesn't rat her out about the yeah. money. He's sort of like, you're doing your thing. I hope you're going to be okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He like apologizes when he, he takes the yeah. trainer off. He's like, yeah. I'm not... Yeah, I'm not your yeah. enemy. Bye. <laughs> you know, is that Frank? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's weird, just that when you when you're around this age and you realize like, oh, 
they don't know what's going on either, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's totally. so sad. I mean, when she realizes that Tamara's laughing at her dad, that her parents are worthy of other yeah. people's mm. mockery, yeah. which when they're gods for your yeah, entire childhood, they're untouchable. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly like, oh, what? You, you can't laugh at them. Yeah. And the fact that Tamara could laugh at her mother, which is so... Horrifying. Yeah. yeah, like you can laugh at your own parents. Yeah, like an outsider does. I know, it's like, then wait, it's but that's God. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. That's not. You're exactly. a heretic. You don't yeah, yeah, understand. Yeah. yeah, we have voicemails and emails to get to. We're going to do that immediately after this break. You're listening to Reading Aloud. Hello, hello. This is Nagin Farsad, the host of Fake the Nation, where we talk about politics, we talk about news, and we have a laugh. We were laughing. Every week, a cast of my funniest, smartest, and most politically astute friends, people like John Fugelsang, Liz Winstead, Dean Obidala, and others, tackle all the major issues like climate change. America leads the world in people who think climate change is fake, but pro wrestling is real. <laughs> Guns! I started calling the NRA the AK-47%. <laughs> <laughs> Filibuster? I don't even know her! Okay, that's not a major issue, but it's a really great pun. Guys, there's gonna be insightful commentary, but also maybe some real great poop jokes. Thank the nation! That was a fake break. <laughs> <laughs> Now In you're seeing behind. It was five seconds. It was five seconds, but it felt like longer. Which, one, which means either us or the audience time traveled. Someone was tricked. Uh, Allison Pill is here. Allison Becker, Nelson Franklin, uh, Seth Moore, Sam Kiefer, Nate Cordry. We're all talking about Emma Klein's The Girls and our thoughts and opinions uh, about it. You shared some of your thoughts and opinions, and I want to get to those right now uh, via voicemail and email. Uh, let's get to Yelena first. God bless you, Yelena. Yelena has read every single book. Oh, cool. Yeah, book Yelena. She's a wow. fucking badass supporter of reading aloud. So, um, she also hated this book. <laughs> with a and yeah, Yelena. So on your side, yeah. Yelena. <laughs> get a um, life, Yelena. Every single book. <laughs> you know, Come on. She <laughs> points out two things that I think are, um, that resonated with me. Uh, as a fan of thr- she writes as a fan of thrillers and horror novels I was excited to dive into the book about the dark cult but what I actually got was the inner monologue of a reflective and whiny mm-hmm. teenager which was also dead boring too descriptive and so slow besides it didn't sound like a teenage voice if there hadn't been any reference to the girl's age I would have thought it was the story of a broken middle aged woman who'd seen it all in this life there are, I, I agree with this because I think sometimes I don't know who's talking. Yeah, mm. she's Emma is it Klein. The reflection. Yeah, is it the woman? Is it the, is the, is it the current today woman saying I have these thoughts and opinions now and I'm reflecting back on the past, or is it fourteen year old Evie having these uh, 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 realizations? Right. And then it and she has this. The structure of the book is very specific. Right, we're in the past, future, past, yeah. future, and they don't uh, collaborate with each other. But in the very last part, part four, all yeah. of a sudden we go from paragraph to paragraph, switching from uh, the her experience uh, post murder and her experience in this house. Oh, and I, I don't like that. And I've, that frustrated me. See, I, I'm a big John Irving fan, and John Irving does that, where he always has two simultaneous storylines going. Where mm-hmm. it's like back, not in all his books, but most of them. Yeah, and. If, and I like the back and forth because it gives perspective. And I like how she sped it up in the Yeah, end. but if, if you don't care about either story, then it's yeah. brutal see, to switch back thing. and forth I, of like, I, well, I don't care about either the, of these women. Right, the reader's name? Yelena. 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 I understand Yelena because if Yelena wanted a book about cults and murders, then she'd yeah, pick up yeah. the wrong book. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. True. Very and I think that's true. As a lot of people who, and I who think have that's, done yeah. picking right. up this book. I think that's yeah. why people, and I could care less. Like, I don't watch like murder shows and cop shows and stuff because I'm just like, why do I don't want to watch people getting murdered and raped. It's terrible but I so that again was just background noise for me but the the writing the filler that some people didn't like that's what I enjoyed about this book yeah 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 mm-hmm. she also pointed out um, of course particular attention should be given to the writing style the feature of the novel that makes people either love it or hate it the author obviously is deeply fond of all kinds of synonyms and complex metaphors <laughs> she also has a seemingly uncontrollable urge to compl- compare every tiny thing with something as if it's the most dramatic <laughs> and pivotal moment in the story by the end 
of the novel, I was literally exhausted with the endless line of occasionally beautiful, but mostly misplaced and confusing metaphors. The author tried so hard to make the text a literary piece of art that the whole thing sounded forced and artificial. Oh, Yelena just wants some murder. She Yelena, wants some straight up dirty murder. I murders. get you. There's yeah. Yelena. I get it. <laughs> Elena, I smoke a lot of weed. I like poetry. I like I images. I fucking love poetry. I fucking, like, come on. It's not that. There are moments where I, I was on board. Yeah. Like I, I pointed out another one. There's, there's um, when she's seeing the girls for the first time dumpster diving. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. They get shooed away. By then the girls were a block away. Their hair streaming behind them like flags. And a black school bus heaved past and slowed, and the three of them disappeared inside. Uh, the fact that their hair is being described as flags, I bought into that. Yeah. Because she didn't, again, write the follow-up sentence, the flag being the symbol right. of the young. Like, she didn't do that. Because it physically looks like a flag because it's fluttering the air. But it's also, these girls are unique because they have long, dyed, yeah. weird, straggly hair. Yeah. And that, I was like, oh, this is... It's evocative. It's quick. Yeah. It's not overwritten. Yeah. I, I was get like, it. Oh, I this have is... the perfect image in my head. Here's the thing. This is an overarching thing. I think Emma Klein is a wonderful writer. Yes. I think she's very smart, smart and sensitive and insightful about a bunch of different things. I'm psyched to read her second and third yes. books. Right. But I don't right. feel oh, like sure. this This one was... Um, it's, it just feels like it wasn't complete and it was too gray in too many points. In terms for me. of her insight, there's. Oh, are you reading more? No, go ahead. Okay. There's just what. There's a moment of insight that I find to be so um, wonderful. Um, that was our mistake. This is page 56. Again, a lot of my favorites are at the beginning when I was still really enthralled by this amount mm. of writing. That was our mistake, I think, one of many mistakes, to believe that boys were acting with a logic that we could someday understand, to believe that their actions yeah. had any meaning beyond thoughtless impulse. We were like conspiracy theorists, seeing portent and intention in every detail, <laughs> wishing desperately that we mattered enough to be the object of planning and speculation, but they were just boys. Silly and young and straightforward, they weren't hiding anything. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's I great. love that yeah. section. I was embarrassed reading that. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we, right. I mean, I just think of my friend and I waiting yeah. yes. for the right moment to leave high school where the bus would have just gone, but Bart, yes, his name was Bart, my crush <laughs> would not have driven away yet. So there would be this moment when he might drive by and the sure. bus would already be like standing by the bus stop like, this was my bus. There's another, there's another passage that I don't have marked where she talks about how like the... And I'd be curious to see what you guys think of this. Like, well, you guys just went to school. It's like, it's the first day of school. But there's one where she talks about the fashion magazines. The 30 and it's days. Like, yeah, day 39. Oh God, apply no. a Leading mask up. of avocado. Yeah. And, it, and like, we did that. We did yeah. that for you dummies. Well, yeah. We did that. Do you. Do Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah still just for, like, thank you very much, ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I, I really it. appreciate that. You know, like reminiscing of, you pointed out, like, this is a lot of, you know, like it, it's specific stuff towards women. Well, there's a ton of stuff in here that I read and was like, oh, that's right. I definitely did that. Like the amount that guy's upset when his motorcycle gets tipped over. <laughs> yeah. He's a very yeah, young yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah, very young guy. Like yeah. I, can, I can picture the We like, can the buff fuck? it out. Like, it doesn't fuck? matter. Like, yeah. I, can that I, I, have a, I forgot so that from like age nine until 30, guys were just shit. Just terrible, <laughs> shitty people. Like every guy in here, I'm like, there's. I like. You're all use, lovely now. I like that you use the phrase <laughs> embarrassed because there's things that people said in oh, there. Yeah. Where I'm like, I have yeah. had that point. A 13 year old me had that point of view. Where like that that uh, pretending you're asleep sex game. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh, I've done that. And then he just stops and he's like, I'm get some sleep. Yeah, because he was sure I've said that. Yeah, there's yeah. all sorts of stuff in there. I'm like, yeah. I'm very embarrassed. But just know, just know, some of this is. A lot of that behavior, and, and this is probably a different discussion, different podcast. To no, have no, this no talk. defend it. Defend yeah, it. Not even defending, but so much of that is based in insecurity and and lack of oh. wisdom and really oh, fear. Oh, so our side, fear, yeah. Of course. Oh, it's just all. all fucking fear-based. I'm not going to fucking be the one to tell someone that I'm like, that she's that I value her and that she's special <laughs> and important when I'm 12. Because to get her for, to say like, well, I don't give a fuck about you. Like, that is the, like, I'm not going to fucking say anything. I'm not going to care. Not that I was a person who, like, pursued girls or was pursued at 12 I was just like I have ears I have huge ears I just screamed that every you're day at school kid. You're they're like Tommy. stop yelling that like, you're just you're making it worse Nate I think what's becoming clear there are these universal wonderful moments about adolescence yes. that are so yes. clear yeah. and I wish that was the book 
that had been. And I know mm, it wouldn't mm, have sold as well. Mm. And I know that, but I really, I think the stuff at the ranch was the most unclear. I think it was the least affecting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't think that's where her best stuff lies. That's exactly See, I, li- I liked a lot of the ranch stuff because it was sort of, I feel like it, there's still a lot of, Gross worship about Manson and people that I think are yeah, kind of yeah, smart yeah. who be like, "Oh, it's pretty interesting, yeah. man." You know, we think about when he did. <laughs> it's so gross. No, it's, it's like yeah. this was a scum. Just all of it was. It was of a time and place. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was wasn't not, a bigger thing to. It wasn't uh, a bigger thing. Yeah, it was yeah. just this gross avalanche of of yeah. t- you know of, of history that that made these things possible. And I like that description. How at the end when she goes back and it's like, oh, the, the ranch had changed and like. She sees it through the the um, the Berkeley guy's eyes of like it, this is just a bunch of scummy people hanging right. out, yeah. right? Say, because they say peace or they have the you know the the tropes of yeah. a counterculture, they think it means something, I, and it's just I, I like that. I also kind of liked how Russell was this vague thing. Yeah, do you know I what I mean? Yeah, like, he was like in the. She didn't need to basically. prove why they followed him. It was sort of a given in a way, which somehow made sense to me. Yeah. In context of, yeah, all I, this. I love. That I disagree. Too. I didn't like that they didn't write about Russell because she's so enamored with him. I would have liked to, but she's enamored with Suzanne. Suzanne, Suzanne is her true. Russell. You know? Yeah. Can, can oh, we yeah. talk a little about Suzanne? Yes, I'm curious. I just want to give. Sorry. I just want to uh, yes and what you yeah. just said, and then we can get this into Suzanne. Just the nuts and bolts of of uh, uh, of her turning on the cult and seeing how it was just fucking disgusting. It was a bunch of fucking dum dums who were preaching nonsense. Uh, by then, what is it? This is page one hundred two. Um, Early. In the morning, Mitch gave them a lift back to the ranch. Uh, by then, Russell had seduced Mitch, speaking softly of truth and love, <laughs> those invocations especially potent to wealthy searchers. Yeah. And I just thought about like Los Angeles, which so is so California. full of wealthy on. searchers who yeah. just are so fucking, please yeah. help. I'm, yeah. I need guidance. Yeah. It just takes one fucking guy who is able to trick you into thinking that this is the true path. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Along those lines, I just want to add on to that because I marked this passage on page 328. This is when she's recounting how Suzanne is about to kill that uh, Linda. And she said, um, mm. uh, Where is it? Okay. Spoiler alert. She said, Yeah. <laughs> it's when she's begging for her life. She says, Please, I can get you money. But Suzanne didn't want money. The amphetamines tightening her temples and incantatory, th- uh, incantatory th- throb. Here's what I like the beautiful girl's heart. Motoring in her chest, the narcotic, desperate view. How Linda must have believed, as beautiful people do, that there was a solution. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, great Holy shit, great little touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emma and, Klein is insightful. That's beautiful. A, that's, be- yeah, it's like if she wasn't some, if somehow she wasn't beautiful, she wouldn't have been reaching for some, like, yes. no, but I'm beautiful. I need to live more. Yeah, look at this face. And because they I, say she protected her face. Yeah, and that's how her yeah. fingers got. Yeah, exactly. like, great, point. great point. Uh, great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it literally comes to back to whatever. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, it's a good yeah. Her stuff, the, her stuff on beauty is is really wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her her reflections on it and our obsession with it and the ways to get it. And, and Helen and, and, and the, and the she, difference between the girls. Yeah, right, yeah. Their and Evie right. herself wasn't that beautiful. She right. was wasn't not. perfect. She's not. Side yeah. note: If you look at the picture of Emma Klein, she is stunning, yeah, which yeah. has she nothing is. to do with her writing, but she is stunning. Yeah. Yes. and she could have written it from the viewpoint of a stunning woman, but she wrote it from the viewpoint of like. An awkward, uncomfortable, and it was just—I I loved that choice. I was an average girl, and that was the biggest disappointment of all. There yeah. was yeah. no shine yeah. or Huge. greatness oh. on me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Where, yeah it feels like a thirteen-year-old. Exactly. Yeah. Sure, grades weren't amazing, and also yes. she wasn't beautiful. Yeah. So there's like no middle ground. She's yeah. like, I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't yeah, yeah. good at. It was anything. a great passage. Let's. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about? Oh, Suzanne? so I was just curious. I'm curious, especially to 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 what the Allisons think because <laughs> she was such a. She I'm was seeing a spinoff podcast. Um, Suzanne was such a major figure in her life, but in the end, she didn't end up knowing her all that long. They don't describe that much sort of like Suzanne told me this and showed me that or, you know, it's sort of she's still kind of peripheral, too. Yeah. Am I right? Like there's not like passages where Suzanne kind of pontificates about the world she's like oh that's what it almost seems like not just physical but like just that first initial she was the prettiest one yeah and i don't know i'm just curious what you think about that and also just the power that she had over the other uh, uh over her 
because she ultimately is the one that frees her. She's ultimately the one who's right. like, get yeah. out of here. Yes. Your life doesn't have to go this way. Well, I think right. it was also the infatuation of that, like, f- that was her first love. That right. was her yes. first. And you always kind of idolize that first love. Yeah. I think that's also yeah, like kind of. Makes a, her, makes, oh, I'm sorry, cut you off. No, just like the heart of this book is like, this is a book about a first love. Yeah. yeah. And you also, know? like, those little things that she does where it's like, Suzanne, like, puts her hand on the seat and she's like, it must have meant something. And, do you and think I'm constantly so, making excuses for her. So do you think the narrator is gay? No. Or do you think it was just a infatuation with still loved her but I I guess one of my biggest I wish I hadn't read Elena Ferrante's the second book in the series Story of a New Name which is the the um, Neapolitan novels about the two women Um, I wish I hadn't read that so close to this book because I might have had more appreciation Mm. for this relationship if I hadn't that book, that series of books, so wonderfully expresses adolescent and and teenage and adult female love and friendship, which is so deep and complicated and close. I just, I was, I was so overwhelmed by my re- just remembering my best friend when I was eighteen and moved to New York, and she and I. Had I mean we we lived like when she got a boyfriend it was it was horrifying to mm-hmm. me because I was like who's this guy yeah. we're the ones who sleep in the same bed and he didn't it wasn't tonight. Bart was it <laughs> it was not that was it was not <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> I gotta tell you I never really pictured Suzanne as being very attractive I know me neither me neither because for me it was just the alternative to her shitty life is yeah, is, yeah. was her she was being, just so other because every time every time she talked about how beautiful Suzanne was she would always get into the nitty gritty like her nails are dirty her yeah, hair she sucked. was like a she feral was, yeah, animal exactly. yeah, yeah 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 but she had a magnetism to her that, that I thought it was sweet though that when she sees that she, she, there's a passage in there she's like uh, she's like I didn't really look in she's like doesn't really read up with the murder stuff and part of that is because she doesn't like seeing pictures of Suzanne in prison yeah. now yeah. puffed up. <laughs> yeah, like she's that like, was just such can't, a great image. Can't yeah. not that is a can't great see her. Yeah, with her aging and her picture I, her beautiful yeah. still. I think it was also a comment on like I don't necessarily think that she's gay. I think that she was like I feel safe with this woman mm-hmm. who is a fucking murderer. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel safer with her because she's not a threat to me than I do with all these men who are very threatening. What about this idea of, because I feel like they sort of touched on it, but it wasn't the main thing, of just status among women, because there's a passage where somebody, uh, one of the other girls is... Cousin, eleven-year-old cousin, yeah, Caroline, or and then and Evie kind of takes this kid under her wing and glances at Suzanne, seeing that sort of like in a in a judge in a in a threatened way of like, oh, you've got a new friend thing. And I didn't know if there was some sort of like yeah. comment on status among women absolutely. of having power over and that weird I mean it wasn't a, the main thing but I'm but absolutely because they're all theoretically shunning that idea of status and power right mm-hmm. but it still it's always going to play out in any group of people I just think of that out. scene at the at the parade when she gets sprayed yes by oh. Con- but like uh, barely, Connie and May but like it doesn't even, even really yeah, work yeah. and they're nerds yeah, yeah. yeah. they're they're nerds, yeah. and you're just like, and she and she talks about that return to that yes, feeling yes, yeah. of like, I had just left this. I don't have this feeling anymore. I'm not these people, and you just that moment of switching back yeah. and feeling it like at the bottom of the totem pole, and I still completely can yeah. revert to my 14 year old yeah. self of like, oh, me too, yeah. Oh my god, they they don't like. Can I sit here? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like totally. that feeling that I know, yeah. and I have great fear around. Yeah. Yeah, in, ter- but just so- in, ter- no, in terms of status, she did a great job describing. I forgot what a pivotal part of uh, your upbringing it is when you dump a group of friends for a better yeah. group of friends. Oh, shit. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has been on the receiving end yeah. of it, oh. yeah. and everyone has, does it, has done it when you're like, this is my whole world, and then you see something new and just flat out go, Bye. Yeah. To all of it, to all her old and friends. And Connie was so calculated about it. Like, yeah. I'm going to hang out with May now. Exactly. Yeah. It happens yeah. like, to her, and then she uh, does it. It's, uh, that stuff is great. Yeah, yeah. And that was all just because she wanted to fuck her brother, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that was the whole end and yeah. beginning of it. Right? But, and, yeah. uh, but yeah. and also how important your best friend is yeah. Yeah. when you're that. I mean, just how. Because yeah. I think about the, the amount of discussion. I mean, I, I remember 
being this age and having to be on the phone with my friend watching whatever program yeah. there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, like calling during commercial Me breaks and be like, you stay on for this one because this is going to be a good segment. Yeah, yeah. And then just, I mean, <laughs> totally like, you can't stop. You do, you can't have a thought without them. Like yeah. nothing is important. Nothing is of import unless somebody else knows about it. Mm-hmm. And that is beautifully captured and why it's like Russell is never going to know everything, but Suzanne could. Like mm. Suzanne, is going like we can share this bed like she can know yeah. everything yeah we have some voicemails uh, let's transition to a voicemail from Thomas why don't we do that you ready Sam yeah let's do it alright here it comes hi this is Thomas I'm an English teacher from Maryland uh, I just finished reading the girls I really enjoyed it I thought it was beautifully written I was a little disappointed that so much of the text was so closely related to the history of the real Manson family uh, I was excited to like research the real Charles Manson experience and was a little surprised to find out how much was just really mirrored in the book that it almost kind of became a historical fiction. Uh, but at the same time, I really did enjoy the book and uh, I'm looking forward to doing that as my school book club uh, with the other teachers this fall. All right, thank you for doing this book club. I really enjoy it. Whoa. Nice. A school book club amongst the other teachers. That's next level. What a bunch of fucking jerks. Uh, Thank you so much for calling, Thomas. I, I, I'm not, I'm I'm assuming, so we we talked about it a little bit before. People are, there's, every year there's some new ridiculous documentary on CNN or something else, like with some new insight on the murders. And I don't even know. I looked it up after I read the book. Yeah. And I was also surprised how similar it was. I was like, oh, shit. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. Well, the fact that he didn't go the first, it was two nights, right? The first time he didn't go, he just told the women to go. Although Manson did kill people himself in real life. Like in the second night. But not not the famous. Right. Not the Sharon Tate. But there was the same amount of people killed, and there was a kid, and then there was the groundskeeper. It was very, very, very similar stuff. Yeah. And then the musician guy was kind of the. Was it Dennis uh, Wilson. Beach Boy? Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Wilson. Dennis Wilson, yeah. yeah. Um, I have so another voice. It's confusing, or not confusing, but I mean, I definitely agree with what uh, what you said, that if you if you go into this book thinking it's going to be about those murders, yeah. this is not the book right. for you. Very but anticlimactic. But why that, make yeah. it so close exactly. to what actually happened? Yeah. Why not make it, if it's not going to be about the murders, that happened in real life, why tease it so heavily exactly? I don't you know, know. Maybe is, that think, was an editor being like, do it about this. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. When I was, when you, so you have this sort of raging bull moment where he's the fat guy in the beginning of the movie. So you're seeing her, I mean, she's not a fat guy, but what? you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You ever, you, uh. you know how, are mind. you calling us fat? Excited for this. Excited. <laughs> I mean, you are two Allisons <laughs> together. So you're, so you see her as an, as an older woman and you're like, oh, she's really sort of, in a bad place, I, she must have had some real shit happen to yeah. her. And then when you when she gets dumped out of the car and doesn't witness the murders, I'm kind of like, oh, well, I guess. You know, what yeah, caused her to get here? That would be pretty fucked up for a 14 year old to learn that all your friends are murderers, but she wasn't there. So and that's and that was the weird anticlimax for me. When so she, you were just dis- you wanted her to be a her, part of it. I thought she would be there or in the car outside or something. See, uh, uh, yeah, I liked that she was kind of on the periphery because it made yeah. me. Uh, identify with her more because mm-hmm. if she was a murderer I'd be like again I don't think I'd want to read th- I'm just not into that book about a murderer <laughs> yeah. but I'm into the book of like someone who's like oh my god I was really close to the, like can't you yeah. see how close you could be to something this crazy yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it just made me identify with her more but I also understand your point of view it's, it's you, right on the edge you like murder I get it yeah I never thought that she would murder <laughs> anybody even though they specifically re- had her saying like right. I could have done it right, right. I, maybe I could have <laughs> done it but you wanted it, her right. more no. in there if if she wasn't there, there's no way I could have. I never believed she was going to kill anybody, and I, that didn't convince me. The fact that she was like, maybe I could have done it. But I also <laughs> think there's something. I mean, there is something interesting about the sadness of being frozen mm. at fucking fourteen. I can't imagine a worse place no. to be fucking frozen than at fourteen years of yeah, age. Right, right. <laughs> like yeah. like what a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and uh, and to have never moved past it, to have never forged any kind of because I mean the problem the problem and the and the kind of interesting part of the book is she's not very interesting. She's not very interesting. She's not an interesting character, right. yes. really. She's whiny. I, like I'm with Yelena about the whiny. You're like, ugh. I had trouble picturing her <laughs> in my mind. I had, I did like throughout the the book. I was like, what is this? What does Evie look like? Yeah. I had trouble seeing her, and I saw Suzanne. 
Right. Yes. No, I totally. Saw, uh, just about everyone else. And she's just and kind of this cipher, unimportant shadow of a person, which is like both interesting and also really hard if that's your protagonist. It's really dangerous. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. by the end of the book, I'm like, oh, really? You yeah. didn't do anything? Huh. There's another voicemail. Really? Uh, let's, uh, let's see what this person says. <laughs> Hi, Nate. Hi, everybody. This is Betsy, and I'm going to tell you what I thought about The Girls. By I think the real horror in the novel is not the grisly Manson-esque murder that occurs toward the end of the novel, nor the slimy cult activities that occur beforehand. The true horror is how young girls can so easily slip through the cracks of society, become lost, and find themselves in precarious situations like the main character Evie does. The message of the novel is this. Girls need to be heard, be seen, feel loved, and cherished. Klein shows us how many girls, both past and present, can become or can be, or be overcome by significant self-esteem issues, constantly vying for attention, yet feeling estranged, feeling paranoid, overanalyzing any attention they do receive. All of this could cause them, of course, to become perfect candidates for brainwashing. I found myself constantly shouting at young Evie, Evie, how can you ignore all those red flags, girl? This is Emma Klein. At times it was frustrating <laughs> to read because I knew it was not going to turn out well. By showing us how everything can go totally wrong in her vivid psychological portrait of Evie, Klein indirectly tells us what we should be doing for young females. The sooner we begin empowering girls in positive ways, building their self-esteem, helping them build nurturing communities that surround them, the less chance of them becoming involved in dangerous activities like becoming brainwashed or joining a cult and, or becoming an accessory to murder or even worse in Suzanne's case, committing murder. Klein's quote at the end, we all want to be seen, serves as her plea to the readers. This novel serves as a warning to society that we need to treat our girls better. Well said. Thank you, True. Betsy. Um, True. I wonder what uh, if uh, I feel like this should be taught in like English 101, like in undergrads and colleges. And I, wa I think that'd be like helpful for young women to read this book when they are, you know, 15, 16, 17 to gain that perspective. It's I'm sure it's it's helpful and insightful for you to read it when you're older. But I wonder if. You think they would be able to wrap their head around it? Like, that, like if a 16 or 17 year old girl, girl read this book, would it be helpful to them or would they just not That's be a good question. I don't know. I think it yeah. depends on the I girl. I think it's just adolescent. Like, I don't think so because it's adolescence and your brain's not developed yeah. in the same way. Yeah. Because there is parts of this where not I didn't identify with the fact of almost becoming a murderer part, but I thought there was something specifically adolescent about that of like, it was just kind of luck. Like, I think about how yeah. many stupid ways my life could have gone when I was like 12 to 15 or something with just the, the hanging out with fucked up kids and the yeah. stuff yeah. you could have. That you I could, was so close to so much bad shit. Yeah. There's such yeah. an it's interesting like, spike in mortality. Like there's, there's sort of first years of life spike in mortality, you know, when mm -hmm. in infants are, you're like, oh my God, please don't die. And then everything's sort of smooth sailing for a while. And then there's like the 13 to yeah. 17 years yeah. when like, you're like, you better make it through this one because yeah. you don't have any kind of frontal lobe to say, yo, yeah. uh, you could die. Yeah. And I yeah. think she was kind of saying <laughs> yeah. that with the, when at first I wasn't sure about the Sasha character and I was like, where is this girl coming yeah. from? Yes. But then I realized mm. that it's, the, that's kind of the answer to your question because Evie does try to like reach out to her and she's like, oh, I've, I got to her. I got to her. And then as soon as her boyfriend comes mm -hmm. back, she's kind of like, right. there's, there's a great passage that I love here when Sasha mm. tells her about that the boyfriend killed a dog. Ugh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. oh, my God. And she says, Sasha says, there are always places, or Evie says, there are always places to go. I said, poor Sasha, poor girls. The world fattens them on the promise of love, how badly they need it and how little most of them will ever get. The treacled pop songs, the dresses describes in the catalogs with words like sunset and Paris. Then the dreams are taken away with such violent force, the hand retching the buttons of the jeans, nobody looking at the man shouting at his girlfriend on the bus. Sorrow for Sha Sasha locked up my throat. And I'm yeah. just like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. That whole that. scene when she's yeah. basically forced to expose her breasts to her boyfriend and her friends was, was so brilliantly written. <gasps> yeah. I mean, I could. there was such tension there for five or six pages. And... And I was like, ah, oh, this is so well constructed, and I buy it. Yeah, I bought it. And yeah. I told, I told and I was like, and, and but after it, 
after that scene finished, and that was late in the novel, it made me wish that there was more of that yeah. within the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she has it. She's able to, to take yeah. a moment and stretch it out and really make you go, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, and feel like you're about to tip over the hill. And, and, and I just wanted, I wanted more of that. We're she, running out of time. Go ahead. I was just going to say, she did a great thing in that in the exact thing you're talking about. When you, so she finally pulls her breasts out, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this happened. And then you think it's over. And then with the last word or sentence she put in there was like, the other guy reaches out to touch it, grabs yeah. her nipple yeah. real quick, and then yeah. that's. I was just like, Ugh. oh, just to like Ugh. really Fucking drive so. it home. How horrible. I know, yeah. I know. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Um, but then you jerked off, right? <laughs> yeah, to, I mean, that is like a nightmare for Spoiler's me. Spoiler's not going to get rid of itself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, on that note, let's go around the circle and give our final sort of summations of uh, the girls, whether or not we'd recommend it, and uh, what our take was. Let's start with Sammy Boy. Uh, yeah. I mean, we mentioned b- before we were recording, all, all of us agree that this could have been helped by a, a better editor, I think. So, like, most most of my faults with the book, it's one of those books where it's, like, 300 pages of pages I really like, but I don't think it comes together well as a book. But there's mm-hmm. a bunch of great stuff. So I definitely recommend it. I, just, I mean, you guys pulled something you love from it. So yeah. I don't think it's overly terrible or anything. I think certain parts are well-written. Reminds me how shitty it is for women. There's a lot of people... Being told they can see their nipples in shirts. It reminds, yeah, me, it happens like reminds three times. me that we're still doing that to girls, being like, hey, you should feel bad Ugh. about that. Mm-hmm. Which is like, this is a bunch of those moments where I, you know, finish a page and be like, ugh, we're all gross. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's gross. Everyone's <laughs> gross. Sorry. Allison Pill, what's your. Uh... Um, I am very excited to read what Emma Klein writes next. I think she has um, a great uh, intuition for things that are interesting and also. Um, this is not a book that I would ever read again or necessarily recommend. I would say, if you want this book, maybe you should read Elena Ferrante's Story of a New Name. Great. Allison Becker. Uh, <laughs> the other Allison. The other Allison. I still loved it. I still think it's the best, one of the best books I've read in the past few years. The, I think it's wow. the best book I've read in the past few years. Wow, wait. Crazy. I just Amazing. thoroughly enjoyed it. I do appreciate uh, all of the things I heard people say on the flip side today, and specifically, I would not recommend it to someone who is looking for a book about murders or a cult. Yeah. But if you're looking for a book about what it feels like to be a woman, absolutely, I loved it, and I can't wait to see what she has next. Awesome, thank you. Nelson Franklin. Yeah, I I enjoyed the book a lot, and I really, the the most important parts of it for me were about uh, the sort of the study of adolescent females and how they're treated and stuff, and now I'm realizing I've never really read a book about that, so perhaps there's a better book on that, specifically the Ferrante thing you're talking about, Allison, so maybe I should read that now. Uh, But I did like it a lot, and, uh, and I really think it's a good example of parenting gone wrong neither of her parents really wanted to be there or know her and uh, and that's so tragic that's to me it's just a book about her parents fucked up and it's like everybody's confronted with a moment where they're like you can either pick the right choice or the wrong choice and she just makes all the wrong choices because it's like there was no she didn't care what her parents thought of her and there was no way to I'm going to stop talking about the parents anyway it's just <laughs> it was just a good thing I just felt it was so important about growing up as such a good look at growing up and and how if there's no love in the family, there's no love for the self or something like that. I don't know. But I yeah. like the book. I did like the book, and I would recommend it. And it's definitely the Manson-esque stuff is an afterthought. Cool. For sure. Thank you. Seth Morris. Um, I did enjoy the book. I would recommend it. I think there's some great writing in here. Um, I think it's a really interesting examination of adolescence in general and uh, I guess a, a female adolescent specifically, and uh, and I actually would argue that there it, it's it is worth reading if you're a Manson head, in that it I feel like it exposes the kind of unromantic, unsexy side of that whole yeah mystique. True. that isn't covered in doc, sexy documentaries right. about murder and fucking right. you know yeah, um, I, I I guess I, I we all bring a lot of baggage to every book we pick up, but I I, I was wanting more, and I was let down. Uh, I think it's a wonderful examination of uh, female adolescence and adolescence in general, and how certain people um, who are on the fringes can end up being in dangerous environments about the difficulties of being a young woman and negotiating sexuality. Uh, All that stuff was really compelling. I just felt like like we said earlier, she, like you said, Allison, I'm excited for the second and third and fourth 
books that Emma Klein writes. I just wasn't completely moved by this one. There are a couple of moments when I was like, oh, she just got slapped by her mom and her bike broke. I'm sure the bus is there is the bus. <laughs> and I there, that happened three or four times where I got frustrated and I thought with a little more experience and wisdom and with, frankly, like we said, a better editor, that, she, that she's going to write her masterpiece. And I just don't think this is it. But for where she is, I mean, she, this woman is a very good writer. And I was confused by w- what the overall message of the book was, if there was a message. Um, but it was an enjoyable experience to read. I don't think I would recommend it because um, there's so many other books to recommend. That's true. Uh, Nelson, you should read um, She's Come Undone. Okay. By Wally Oof. Lamb, which is written like it's Oof. a it's a hard fucking it's a hardcore one. We won't want to live though. No, you <laughs> just a little. You'll have to it's live tricky. Yeah. You want to live wanna differently. Die. <laughs> yeah, right, you want to live differently, <laughs> but in like a fun way, yeah. <laughs> in a playful way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was uh, that's that. We just talked about Emma Klein's The Girls. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Reading Aloud. We'll be back next Friday. And uh, where can people find you on 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 the uh, on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at pizza underscore vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> Allison Pill. Where can people find you online? Uh, on the Instagram at Ms. Allison Pill, or on the List app. Oh yes, Ms. nice. Allison you're Pill. you're great at the List app. I love app. the List yeah. app. You guys, if you like lists, it's really good. List. <laughs> Becker, where can people find you? Uh, on the Instagrams and the Twitters at the Allison Becker. Nelson. Uh, I'm Nelson Franklin on Twitter. Seth. Seth is Morris on Twitter. Uh, thanks so much again for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week with more Reading Aloud. Goodbye. I love Bye. you, Nate. I love you, Sam. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.